0: Hello citizens, welcome to B-Movie Battle. I'm Phoenix West. Today's episode is fucking bizarre. I, I knew Cage had a bunch of animated movies. I didn't realize how many. Turns out there's seven of them. Seven of them to date. And they're going from 2001 up until this past year here, with the latest Spider-Man movie. So what I did was, I didn't feel like watching all of them one by one. So what I did was, I watched all seven together. Because I might as well. And I realize that other people have done this. Obviously, Red Light Media did the three Transformers movies, and then I did the two National Treasure movies, so I figure I'd do the same thing. But this time I did all seven. All seven animated Cage movies. I also bought them. And you see my nice DVD Blu-ray collection scattered around here? The ones I've done are up top. But yeah. I have all seven movies here. We got G-Force, we got Spider-Man, Into the Spider-Verse, we got Astro-Boy, we got Ant-Bully, we've got The Croods, we've got Team Titans Go to the Movies, and then we got Christmas Carol, the movie. So I guess what I'll do is, because I watched them all together, I can't really tell you what Cage's voice was like in the movies. I can't really gauge a performance. I will say I did want to watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, so I went ahead and I watched that first. So I watched that on its own, in entirety, really enjoyed it. So what I'm going to do is just discuss that one first. And then I'm going to go from worst to best, with the winner being the last one I do. This one's going to win, but it's also unfair because it's the only one I watch independently. So I've seen this movie now, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I guess I'll just go through the rest later and just kind of talk about what I think the plot was and then maybe read the back of the box to see how correct I was. Because watching six, technically seven movies at once, because I had this on a little mini version of it on the corner there, because I didn't need it taking up a bigger square than the the, the same size as the other ones, because I saw it. uh, Nick Cage plays Spider-Man Noir. He has, I don't know, 12 lines, and he's really good in it. And I even watched the behind the scenes things where it was like inside the recording studio and it was like very faked up. They're all wearing suits and they're all dressed up. And I'm like, when you do recording for movies like this, you go in in like sweatpants and shit. You don't like, they're all wearing suits and they're standing there like really far away from the microphones. I'm like, this doesn't feel real. This feels like a we're doing a behind the scenes thing. Act like you're doing the, the live dialogue, not in a recording studio in the middle of a room. It was very weird. But I really love this movie. I can't believe I'm saying that because I am not a Spider-Man fan. I know almost nothing about Spider-Man. I don't know why one of them is a pig. I don't get that one at all. I, John Mulaney does a good job with the pig. I didn't understand it, but luckily it was barely in the movie, the pig. There's a Japanese girl with a robot Spider-Man. I didn't understand that at all. I'm going to assume these are all like based on different universes, like different comic book series which I'm fine with. I don't know why there's two Peter Parkers of, of one's a decade older, but he's the same person in this different universe. I don't get that at all. There's a lot of things I didn't understand, which is really a testament to the movie because I really enjoyed the movie. The main character is really good, this guy. If you, if you look at the, past the slipcover, he takes off his mask and so does the girl over here, but not, not Peter Parker because they didn't know if I wanted to do 27 Peter Parker or almost 40 Peter Parker. So they just left his mask on so um what can i say i really enjoyed this the main, Oh, i was getting to the main character he does a really good job i really like that voice actor i forget his name it is uh shameek moore he does a really good job and when i saw the behind the scenes thing i'm like wow he's a lot older than i thought he'd be and he does that younger version of like a, the naivete on his voice and it really worked but we're here to talk about cage in the movie and I can't really say much about Cage. This is going to be a different episode because I can't really talk about Nick Cage because only a couple of these movies I could pick out where his voice was. This I watched it by itself, so I picked it out. I think if I watched it just with the other six movies on screen and just watched it like the other ones, I don't know if I'd be able to pick him out because he does not he's not on screen a whole lot. And I got the other distractions and the other music of the other movies overpowering it, so most of these movies I didn't know who Cage was. But I liked Cage in this movie. He does a really good job. I guess he's a Spider-Man fan. Okay, little fella, Kingpin's gonna send a lot of mugs after you, and I'm talking hard boys. Real biscuit boxers, can you fight them all off at once? What else can I say about the movie? I really like the animation style. They did it comic booky. They did, like, little flashes of the little cartoony things where he would have his Spidey senses. He would actually see it, like, on the comic book panels. I really enjoyed it. It was a great little teaser after the credits there, where he goes, like, Spider-Man 66, or whatever the hell it's called, or 67, or whatever the hell year it was where he's like in the old cartoon from the 60s. That worked. I don't want to get too into the movie because I'm not really reviewing the movie. I will just say if you haven't seen it and I didn't just spoil it at all, go ahead and watch it. I didn't know what the fuck was happening for the movie, but I was enjoying the ride. Each character's like, well, let's just, yet again, we'll do it one last time. And here's my backstory. Each, Each one of these little characters in the back here does that. And then they still do a backstory of the main character. And I was like, I thought you are trying to avoid doing an origin story, but they just do an origin story and just don't call it that. And then they all, there's a, a Spider-Verse, and then they all crash in on each other, and they all come and they help, but the helping part was like three minutes, and I was like, oh, that was what I was looking forward to, is I'm all working together, and it just barely happens. That's the only downside, I would say, of the movie, is I didn't really feel like it lived up to the Spider-Verse thing, other than they all got there. But I thought they're gonna use like certain powers and like this is how we do it in our universe and this is what we do. That didn't really come into play, but that's just my own that's just what I expected. I, I'm not gonna blame them for not doing what I wanted. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's what a lunatic would do. But yeah, Nick Cage, Spider-Man Noir, does a good job. Let's move on to my least favorite of the of the other six. Now that we have our six here, the six I watched together. For the first time, knowing nothing about really any of these movies, I would say my, my least favorite was G Force. It's not animated, but the guinea pigs are. So it's a, the G, I guess, I don't think it stands for Gatorade like the G League in, in NBA, where it replaced the D League, which is Developmental League. So now it's Developmental League. I don't think it's Gatorade Force, I think it's a Guinea Pig Force. Um, insert Richard Gear gerbil joke here. Insert gerbil into Richard Gear here. But I, I don't know. I watched all six movies together. I followed the plots of four of them straight through. This was not one of them. I could not figure out what was happening. It was Gerbils. Zach Galifianakis apparently owns Gerbils. They're doing like secret missions, I think. I can't tell if Will Arnett was a good guy or a bad guy. I think he might have been a good guy. Randy Travis is there for some reason. I don't know what the fuck was happening with that. Uh, Who else shows up? I forget, Uh, Niecy Nash shows up for a little bit. I don't know what her role was. I just saw her on screen, I was excited. I like her, big Reno 911 fan. I don't know what they were doing, I don't know what their goal was, I don't know, the only reason I know what Nick Cage played is because in the closing credits, when they're all wrapping up and there's less movies on screen, because some of them are really short, I saw Nick Cage's name on screen with the gerbil, it looked like a like a fucking Meek rat or something, something weird, some weird gerbil-looking thing, and that's the only reason I know he did a voice of one of these things, I don't think it was any of these four though, I don't think he's even on the back. but. I don't know what their goal was. I don't know what the plan was. I found it irritating. It was a lot of talking, and so I, it got drowned out that I couldn't follow what was happening. I have nothing of note to say about this movie. I don't know how Nick Cage sounds. I'm, I'm looking forward to editing this because I'm actually going to play a, clips of him doing his vo- voiceover. That, that'll be the first time I'm hearing it for this movie because I didn't hear his goddamn voice in this entire thing. I don't know how much he's in. Let's find out what it is based off the back. Buckle up for the, for the thrilling edge-of-your-seat action and laugh out loud fun in Disney's G-Force. On Disney Blu-ray, this family comedy adventure is more spectac- is even more spectacular with theater-quality picture and sound. Okay, let's just bragging about your fucking Blu-ray. This just bragging about the technology of Blu-ray, not so much you. Just as the G-Force, an elite team of highly trained guinea pigs, is about to save the world, the FBI shuts, down the, se- shuts the secret unit down. I can't read, by the way. But these next generation action, action heroes, Darwin, loyal team leader, Blaster, weapons expert with attitude to spare, Juarez, drop dead gorgeous martial arts diva. It's a fucking guinea pig. Am I supposed to want to fuck it? It's like. Is it four guinea pigs? Anyway. And tag along Hurley, won't be stopped. Armed with the latest in high tech spy equipment and with the FBI in their tails, the fur flies as they race against the clock to save the world and the rest is just talking about who produced it see <clears throat> so, yeah, I guess that, that was about it it seemed like they got kidnapped at one point and one of them a, a little girl's putting makeup on it and then they have to go track them back down they, something about a pet store a fly makes Zach Galifianakis push on buttons that was about all I caught really in fact The rest of it's just guinea pigs talking, and I can't hear any of it, so I got nothing out of it. I almost wish I had subtitles on all the screens so I could see some of it, but I didn't do that. My least favorite, because I couldn't follow it at all. And I don't really want to blame the movie for that, because maybe if I watched it with sound and by itself, it could have been entertaining. But when you watch it with six other movies, it is just like this claustrophobic... This is what I feel like when I'm at bars. I can only... I hear everybody talking at the same volume, and I'm just like, oh. So I don't go out often. Oh, I can't now because I'm trapped in this house. But the... It's a little unfair, I realized to try to judge it based off watching it with six other movies. But I-, I couldn't fucking stand it. I didn't know what the hell was happening. And for some reason, I take it out on the movie. Because it- I don't think I'd be interested even by itself, really. Because it's guinea pigs. Great cast, though. Great cast. What a waste. Oh, sorry, speckles. Talking animals, I'd give away. No, no, not my glasses. The next... Worst, least worst movie, the one I, I hated a l- little bit less than G-Force is going to be Christmas Carol, the movie starring Nick Cage as somebody in this movie. I don't know who he voiced. I am going to go ahead and assume it's this guy. Is this Ebenezer Scrooge? Is this like full Christmas Carol canon? Are we doing Charles Dick? Yeah, based on the Charles Dickens classic. OK, so it is Ebenezer Scrooge. A Little bit younger here. I thought Ebenezer Scrooge was supposed to be like an older man looking back on his, his past and not being a dick, but this guy's like, I don't know, 35, 40. a Little too young for Ebenezer Scrooge, but this movie, I I really have nothing to say about it. I only know anything about Christmas Carol from watching the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray. So I don't, I, I know the Christmas, Christmas Carol story. I keep wanting to call it Christmas story. That's a different thing. So I know the story. He gets visited by the ghost of Christmas past, present, future, and learns the error of his ways and stops being a dick. That's the that's the plot of this. This was a lot trippier than I thought it'd be. I thought this would be like a Hallmark Christian movie. But it was like the ghost would come in and they're like, oh fuck you, Nick Cage, if that's who you're playing. Oh, and like chains and they're floating around and they carry them into the sky. And I'm like, what the fuck? And there's like two mice constantly on screen. I don't know who the fuck they were. I don't remember, I don't know anything about the actual Christmas carol, so is there talking mice in that fucking book or in the in the previous iterations of this? Ah! I've never heard of this until I started doing this show. i have never heard of this version of it because it is it is cheap. But there's some interesting stuff that I didn't expect. Like I said, the, the batshit lunacy of the haunting visuals that I didn't expect at all. Here's the mice, by the way. So let's just see what it says because I really don't know who Cage played. I couldn't hear him. I noticed the credits had the most blaring fucking music. And I had to crank this movie up a little bit because I was like, Christmas Carol, it's going to be all talking and like not really like... I'm not going to hear much around these other movies with like, you know, scores and action sequences, and this isn't going to have any of that. So I cranked it up a bit, regretted that when it got to the trailer or to the credits because it was just like blaring music or everything else. But capture the spirit of Christmas with this delightful animated classic based on one of the most beloved holiday tales of all time and featuring the voices of some of today's brightest stars, Nick Cage. Uh, This enchanting, heartwarming film is a very merry treat for the whole family the whole family can enjoy, excuse me. Bah humbug, says Ebenezer Scrooge, the grumpy miser who would rather count his money than celebrate Christmas, but as Yuletide cheer spreads through all of London and two friendly mice try to change Scrooge's ill-tempered ways, Scrooge receives three unexpected visitors, the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, who take him on a wild and wonderful journey to help him discover the true meaning of Christmas. See the difference between me reading this when it's all evenly spaced and not squished together compared to G-Force's microscopic font? Look at the font differences. That's why I couldn't fucking read this thing. It's like a fucking magnifying glass. But anyway, uh, British? I know Charles Dickens was British and the movie set in Britain. I just, I, so does Cage do a British accent? I kinda wanna, I can't wait to edit this so I can hear his actual British accent. Let's just cut to whatever the hell his accent is. Hear how that sounds. Oh, maybe Simon Callow, maybe he plays Scrooge because it's then Kate Winslet and Nicolas Cage. So I don't know what Cage plays then. Is he a voice of this guy or maybe one of the mice? I guess I'll never know. He needs to play a ghost, that's for sure. Jacob, I don't have much time, Ebenezer. Little has changed in these chambers since my departure. All right, so my next least favorite movie, next favorite, the movie that was slightly better than Christmas Carol. I don't know how to how to word this. Uh, was Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I didn't even open it yet. I, I just left it wrapped. I couldn't find it on Blu-ray at Walmart, so I just got the DVD because I don't give a shit. Um, it was still $13 for a fucking DVD with a fucking hole in it. It's certified fresh, though, apparently. Um, this, this cellophane wrapper is loud as shit right into my microphone, I bet. But let me hold it out here so it's not loud. I don't know what the fuck this was. I don't know what the Teen Titans are. Are they literally Robin as a teenager and then a robot teenager as if he's gonna grow into an adult robot? What the fuck sense does that make? Who the fuck is this ghost guy? What the fuck is she? Who's this little monkey creature down here? And uh, we got Deathstroke down here in a rug. I only know who Deathstroke is is from watching this movie. I don't I don't know shit about comics. Uh, we have Wonder Woman. Uh, We have Superman, we have Batman. I guess I only know that Nick Cage plays Superman because I saw it in his IMDb. It just says Superman. I'm like, really? And this is a late buy. I almost forgot about this one. I, I queued up everything without this, and then I'm like, oh shit, that's out. And I went and bought it. So here I am, not knowing shit about this cartoon, and I didn't realize it was a cartoon for kids with ADHD because it is just nonstop, relentless noise, action, and just like jokes, there was a couple parts I chuckled at. Uh, the most of the movie seemed to be revolving around Robin. They go to the movie, they watch some trailer. They may have like a Batman utility belt movie, and then he gets jealous, wants his own movie, and they try to sneak into a Hollywood studio, a Warner Brothers studio, uh, to make his own movie. And then but there's a whole section of the movie where they're trying to erase. So it seems like they go to the superheroes origin stories and like almost kill them. Like they throw one of those soda things around Aquaman and they take away Wonder Woman's whip and they save Bruce, Bruce Wayne's parents. But then so then they disappear off the comic books, but then they go back and they're like, wait, we can't do that for some reason. I didn't hear why. Again, I couldn't hear the dialogue. I was just watching the visuals at this point. And then they go back and they shove Bruce Wayne's parents into an alleyway and you see, like, gunfire. I'm like, that was pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) So there's some jokes in there I liked. There's other ones. I'm not going to go into detail here. But there's some jokes in this that were pretty funny. I don't like the animation style. It's too bubbly for me. I don't know. It's just, like, the, the villain in the beginning is, like, this big balloon creature. He's, like, so bubbly and it's just... The animation, it doesn't look horrible, it's just not for me. It's just not my style. Like, this is kind of Disney-ish. G-Force is not an animated movie, but the the characters, the, the the guinea pigs, are animated. But this, I don't know, I just don't like this style. It's definitely not for me, a man in my 30s. I think if I were a kid, I still wouldn't like it, though. Because I like slower cartoons. I don't like, this is just like, uh, flashing colors. I'm like, oh god, joke, 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 ugh. It's just too much, it's relentless it just didn't give up and i really thought i was going to like this because i thought it was going to be like inside jokes non-stop i didn't realize how non-stop it was though and it just didn't work as a baby butt they animate a very bulbous baby butt like shaking his butt and there's butt things later on there's a lot of, this is a butt centric movie i know, i didn't hear nick cage's voice in this movie i guess i should get down to the cage part I didn't hear him speak as Superman. I didn't really see Superman on screen much. I saw him once. And as flashy as it was, I just kind of kept it in my peripheral for a lot. And I would eventually look over and catch a gag. And then I'd look up at the other movies and try to follow along. I mostly tried to focus on two other movies, which I'll get to, Uh, but I didn't hear his voice in it. So I'm looking forward to hearing these clips. Oh, I should read the back. Let's find out what this actually was about. Cause it seemed like he was trying to do a superhero. He's trying to make his own movie. The director starts to make the movie. The director turns out to be evil, I think. That's what I gather. By the time I looked up, it was over. But it seems like all... Oh my god, another small font. It seems like all the superheroes are getting their own movies. Everyone but the Teen Titans, that is. Determined to be a star, Robin vows to change this. If only they could get Hollywood director Jade Wilson, Kristen Bell, to notice them. With a few madcap ideas and musical numbers, of course. The Teen Titans head to Tinseltown. But when supervillain Slade, Will Arnett... So Will Arnett's in this and G-force. Okay, messes with their plans. He also produced this, I believe. I saw that in the credits. I'm just remembering that right now. Messes with their plans. The Teen Teen Titans will have to become true superheroes to save the world. Aren't they already? Okay, I don't know anything about them, so I don't know. What's your mother's name, Martha? My mommy's name is Martha too. Wait, what's your father's name? Jonathan? Mine's Thomas. Let's go with my next least favorite. <clears throat> the Crudes. I actually think this movie could be good. If I were, I think if I watched this by itself, I would have a fun time. Enough, you know, it's a kids movie, I, but kids movies nowadays are pretty good. You know, you can't—it's not Pixar, it's DreamWorks, but like you can watch a Pixar movie as an adult and be like, that was a good movie. Like fucking Inside Out is, is great. I wept like a fucking lunatic in that movie. I wept so much. Uh, but this is—I think this is good. This is the other one I mentioned where I couldn't follow anything. It appeared to be what I'm guessing. Oh, he's not here, but uh, on the back here, Nick Cage, the dad. I I assume that's Nick Cage. I didn't know. Actually, I didn't know until after the other movies ended. This one's a little bit longer, where I got to hear his voice. So if this were the same length as the other movies, I would not know who Nick Cage played in this. But I finally heard his voice. It seemed like these are his kids. That's his daughter. This is some guy they kidnap in in a... hollowed out tree for a while, like the tree skin. And then they carry him around. I don't know what the fuck is happening. And he's trying to, this is his family, and he's trying to save them from dangers. I don't know who the fuck the Croods are. Is that their last name? Are the Croods those weird dinosaur frog-looking things that they were enemies with, and then suddenly they helped and saved, and got rescued? But it seems like they're trying to survive for the whole movie. And then they run into these creatures, these bullfrog-looking... Liz, I don't know what the fuck they were these green things I can't even picture them in my head anymore but then they become friends with them and save them and then I heard the ending because the other movies were all done by then except for Spider-Man which is a half hour longer than the rest of them but at that I had the volume lowered because I'd already seen it but the, the message was like oh we were against the Croods now we're with them and I'm like who's speaking? I don't know who's talking I assume it was her so that's why I'm assuming the Croods were those creatures but I don't really know I don't know. This is me, my name's and this is my family, the Croods. If you are by the parents, we're not- There's a Croods 2 coming out here, so I'm going to have to revisit this. When I do Croods 2, I'll watch it with this together at the same time, because I'm not going to watch animated movies by themselves. So really, I don't know if I missed the entire plot of the movie, or if that is the entire plot of the movie, them trying to survive in this world, scared of everything. They overcome it, help the Croods. Let's find out. Oh, I didn't hear Nick Cage's voice to the end, so I don't know how he did. Join the Croods on a journey of a lifetime in this epic comedy adventure that has the magic wonder of how to train your dragon. Jake Hamilton, Fox TV. What? When their cave is destroyed, the Croods set out to explore a spectacular landscape filled with fantastic creatures, strange surprises, and a whole new world of adventure. I don't know what that means. That didn't tell me what the plot is. Cut the cut the cage talking in this fucking movie. I don't know. I, I'm getting angry about it because I don't know what it was. I, I think I would like it. I thought it was gonna be the ones I liked the most, but I couldn't fucking follow it. Cut the cut the footage. <laughs> Alright, I should say before I reveal the next movie, which you can probably guess based off that one, I don't look at I didn't look at any of the cases. I just bought them. And this, they sat there. And then I watched the movies, and this is my first time seeing the cases. So the next, my next favorite movie, I guess I'll say, that I watched today was Ant Bully, which I thought was going to be fucking terrible. But it's basically uh, uh, a bug's life mixed with uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, because this is the movie I followed the most. I couldn't hear any of it. But it's visually you understand exactly what the fuck happens. He's like a dick. He's an ant bully. He's literally a bully to the ants. He's in the beginning. He's got like a super soaker and he's spraying them, or he's got like a little pistol. He's spraying the ants. He's fucking with them. He's about to step on them. He gets called inside. Goes inside. I got a little lost at this point. I think the one of the one of the ants here shrinks him down, and his grandma comes out and she has like these crazy super technological like. Binoculars. There's a bunch of binocular jokes in this. There's binocular joke in this and in this. And the in the cruise, he literally does this. And there's some visuals. I like the way the cruise is shot, but we're, we're done with that. But it's really this kid gets shrunk down, goes and lives with the ants. They're dicks to him at first, and then he starts to like get into their way of life. It's basically Avatar. And then they start a war with the bees or the flies or what the fuck those things were. I don't know. Nothing really looks like what it really is. And then I. I saw the movie, and really, they fight a war, and then they battle the, the bug guy who goes to spray him. There's some interesting stuff in this movie, where I was actually watching it. Like, there's a part where they're... he's, he's ant-sized. He's they're trying to sneak into the house. I don't know what the fuck they're doing in the house. But they're going in the house, they have an oscillating fan, and they grab his flower flower petals, and they jump in front of it, and it pushes them along, and they go around the room, and get pushed by another fan. Interesting visuals! Interesting. I was fa- I was fascinated by it because it was the one I was following the most. I wouldn't say it was a great movie. I think if I watched it by itself, I'd be like, yeah, it's okay. Kind of got the animation style of like the uh, Monster House other movie. Um, Croods is more like a, what's that Brave movie? That one? It looks like a Disney movie. <laughs> I didn't realize who any of the characters were. I couldn't hear any voices. Apparently it's Julia Roberts, Nick Cage is second, and then Meryl fucking Streep. And that caught me off guard in the credits when her name popped up. Then I was like, what the fuck? Meryl Streep is in this movie? And then Paul Giamatti, which I'm not surprised he does cartoons. But Meryl Streep? How do you pitch this cartoon to Meryl Streep? I can't, I can't believe that. But really, he just become And then he... There's a bunch of Jelly Belly references in this movie. I feel like it was paid off by Jelly Belly. And, and their big, Big Jelly, if you will. But then they... I don't know who Nick Cage plays. I have no idea. But the whole thing in the movie is he becomes friends to the ants and he feeds them jellybells at the end. Let's find out what it was according to the back of the box. When you're as small as an ant, the world is big and adventure is bigger. That's, when, that's what young Lucas discovers after he aims his water pistol at some hapless ants. They retaliate with a secret potion that shrinks the destroyer to their size and turns an ant hill into a mountain of thrills, actions, and laughs. Julia Roberts, Nick Cage, Meryl Streep, and Paul Giamatti had the voice casting of this rollicking, warm-hearted family treat. Yep. I don't remember any of these characters. There's a part where they go into, like, a bullfrog's belly, and there's just these guys sitting in there, and they're just, like, sitting in the goo, and it looks like they're, like, in a a bathhouse or, like, a sauna or something, and then they have to get out, and I didn't see how that got out. I just looked back up at that movie, and they were out. So... Again, there are some visuals in this I really enjoyed as a cartoon. It was pretty good. And I thought it was going to be one of the worst ones. This is the potion that will make you big again. I just wanted you to take a good long look at it. And I thought this was going to be one of the worst ones, but it ended up being my favorite of the six. I don't know who the fuck Astro Boy is, I I have zero idea. I liked this one the best because it reminded me of, like, a Futurama episode. It apparently is about this kid whose dad is Nick Cage. That's the only the only one I could really pinpoint on its own during the collage of the other six movies playing. He's the only one I could pick out. His dad is Nick Cage and then his dad's boss or, like, a senator or something. I, I know he's the president now, but only because I watched the behind the scenes before this review but after I watched it because I wanted to see Nick Cage in the booth, which was fascinating, and they do show it. But apparently President is played by Donald Sutherland. That I picked up during the movie. I picked up the voice actors during the movie more than the rest of the movies. I don't know if the President makes his dad make robots and then his son gets trapped in there and becomes a robot himself. Then he goes away to like a robot world and then he has to fight in, like, a gladiatorial thing, but then he goes to fight the robot, and the robot's just like, nope, we're friends, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Falls apart in the second half, or toward the middle, rather, and then gets better at the end. I think I would enjoy this one the most if I were to watch it by itself. Like, this one, I th- really think, having watched it as, like, a loose overview, just, just kind of every once in a while catching a little bit of it, I think this would be my, right up my alley, because it's got Futurama stuff in it. There's a, there's a talking bottle of Windex and a talking squeegee. I don't know what the fuck they're there for, I don't know. There's robots galore. There's, I don't know what else to say about it. Nathan Lane does a voice apparently. Again, I found that out during the special making of thing where it's called like uh, Inside the Recording Booth and I was like, Nick Cage, yes. I also watched the Spider-Man Nick Cage one in the booth and he's wearing this badass like suit jacket. He's a suave motherfucker. Oh, Donald Sutherland goes inside a robot. And then he goes inside the robot and rips out its robot heart or something, and he wins the day. And then it's all, it's all saved. And it seemed like at one point he's going to turn him back into a human or kill him or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. But Nick Cage plays his dad, and I really caught his voice, and he stuck out. And he seemed like he did a good job. Animation style is a little bit blockier, a little smoother, Look like they're dolls. I didn't realize Boy is a 60-year-old property. I had no idea. I don't know anything about it. I remember seeing, they show little dolls in the behind-the-scenes thing, and I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. I didn't realize that was the same thing. Because <laughs> I was at Walmart when I bought Teen Titans a couple days ago, and I saw this, but it wasn't the movie. It was a TV show. I'm like, what the fuck is that? There's a TV show? I thought it was like the movie, then a show. Didn't realize there was decades, apparently, of cartoons. Or I don't know if this is just like a 60 show or whatever, 50 show, and then it came, nothing for a long time, and then this came, came this movie. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Let's find out. Blast off with Astro Boy, the thrilling tale of a true hero. In futuristic Metro City, Metro City, rather. scientist Tenma, voiced by Nicolas Cage, creates an amazing robot city with hidden talents unlike anything you've ever seen. Astro Boy, voice, voiced by Freddie Highmore, has a super strength, X-ray vision, incredible speed, and the ability to fly. What well, he really wants to know is where, where he belongs, rather. When the world needs savings, he'll discover he was made for the challenge. Featuring an all-star cast of voice talent, Astro Boy is a high-flying adventure that soars to new heights. The reason I think I picked this out early on was my favorite one, because even like half an hour in, I, I re-ranked the movies, and I'm like, this one's winning. Because he, when he becomes the robot, and he starts flying around, he starts racing a train, and I'm like, I can see a little kid really getting into this, because it's a little kid, they're seeing him do superpowers. That's what fucking, That's why kids like Super superhuman superhero movies rather. That's why they watch them to be like, I can do that woo, running around the living room sort of shit. I can see a little kid being into this. And I'm like, this is also really well done. And then we got the robots and the Futurama's type stuff that I really enjoyed. I liked it. Couldn't really hear the main character talk that much. Freddie Highmore, I saw him more in the behind the scenes stuff than during the actual thing. Toby! I can't open it! I can't open it! Help can't help Toby! So this ends the episode. Cage-mated episode. Cage mated. Cajamated, however you want to pronounce it. I'm gonna call it Cajumated. So yeah, I even if I didn't watch it with them, I still think this would obviously be my my favorite. It's just strange because I knew nothing about any of these properties. I've seen Spider-Man movies, but I didn't know anything about the Spider-Verse or who the fuck these other people are. I don't know if that pig one's real or not. Uh, It's just weird how my expectations were met with some and not met at all with others. Like, this was such a fucking letdown. Ah, man. This, I wish, I think I would like by itself. Not so much with the rest of them. So, the winner of The Cage Voice. Again, this being out of the running. This is gonna get ranked on my rankings over here because I saw the movie. The rest of these will not. Maybe I'll do them later on. I'm not going to do them right now. Um, individually later on. I can't imagine I'm going to watch this fucking thing again. But I would say the best voice that I... The only voice I heard... Oh, God, this is hard. Because I only heard him in one of these movies, so it's got to be Astro Boy. That wins that, too. Good God, why did I even do that? That was, that was a waste of fucking time. Ah, that's a show wrapped up right there for you. So congratulations Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, congratulations Astro Boy, why am I congratulating you? I don't know. You won. You won a BMB. You battled and you won in this Nick Cage cast. So I don't know what movie I'm going to do next for Cage. As you see, all of these ones here I have, I just haven't done yet. That's quite a few. Quite a few. I mean technically I've done Guarding Tests, but it only came in a two pack with It Could Happen to You. So it's gonna stay down there until I watch both, and I have seen it could happen to you, and I could fall in love with Cage. I can see that happening. I will say this to wrap up the Cage animated episode: uh, I, I do like Cage as a voice actor. I saw part of the behind-the-scenes, which I might have to use my phone to record because I'm not smart about putting Blu-ray on to this. Maybe I could find a clip of it somewhere, but they. Talk about Cage doing the Spider-Man voice. I'd heard that after his first recording session, he did a few lines, the director kept making notes, and then Nicholas just turned and he was like, oh, you want me to go full Cage? Is that all you got? You're going to fight or you're just bumping gums, you hard-boiled turtle slapper? He brought the Cage. Can you close off your feelings so you don't get crippled by the moral ambiguity of your violent actions? I love that he's he's that aware of it. He He knows what he does. He knows what we love about him. And he doesn't care, and he's like, "Yep, this is this is what I do," and I love that. I love that he's that self-aware and has a sense of humor about it. Because I legitimately do love Nick Cage. I think he's a great actor, and his mountain of voice voiceover work is is growing. It appears he's doing another uh, another Crudes. I assume they're gonna do more of those Teen Titan movies. I don't know. I, I can I can imagine they would. I don't know if they're doing any more Spider-Man movies like that. I don't know if that's part of a series. I can't imagine because what are they are going to do with the... Oh, the multiverse is collapsed again. Oh, no. What? That wouldn't make any sense. They're probably going to do an offshoot with maybe the characters by themselves. Maybe they'll do a full Spider-Man noir movie with Nick Cage as the same character. Would be amazing. I would watch that so fucking much. If they did it dark like a Sin City thing, that'd be great. That'd be great. i, I watched the hell out of that. There even is, like, a Sin City part of this where his uncle, spoiler alert, gets shot and it's like Sin City. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, The only ones I say you wouldn't watch were probably the first couple. I would say don't watch G-Force, don't watch Christmas Carol. Watch Teen Titans if you have children who can't fucking sit still for three seconds. The rest of them seem like they're decent. I'm looking forward to editing to hear his voice though. What, you really think I let myself get killed in a garbage truck? Ha! Well I hit in a soup can, rode it all the way to the city dump. And it was stinking. So until next time, and in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long citizens, so long cage. Do I know how to animate? Can I make myself a cartoon and walk out of here? I'm doing lazy Final Cut Pro layers over this image to make myself a cartoon, and it's fading. I'm a fraud. Did I come last year? Did I come last year?